Ho, 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 gentlemen. I can't do Santa. Wait, I'll try. Ho, 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 ho. There you go. I didn't want to sell out. Is it selling out? Somewhere, it's somewhere in between those two, but go ahead. Okay, good. Well, anyway, happy holidays and all that stuff from Manscaped and, of course, Tony Hawk and Jason Ellis because we love Manscaped. Notice my face? I've got a sweet stash. Guess who created that? My brain and my tools from Manscaped. Uh, but not about, I'm not talking about the tools right now. I'm talking about body wash and shampoo and conditioner. Conditioner for me is not that important because I don't wash my hair because I don't have any hair. And thanks for bringing that up. I'm a little insulted now. But did you know that conditioner, if you put it on your, uh, you can shave with it. I shouldn't say that, but you can. But the body wash is awesome. And I've got that in my, in my, in my shower. And then when I come out of my shower or before, I don't care. I just hit myself with Manscaped all the time. I've got one in my bum bag. So every now and then if I see like a straggler in the car, I'll be like, nope. Not on my watch. <laughs> because that's another thing that happens when you get older, ladies and gentlemen. More gentlemen, but you just get these weird hairs. It's just like, they're like, boop. They're like trying to look over yeah. your shoulder, try to help you out or something. And I'm like, you're not helping me at all. I got one on my ear the other day. It was like, bing. And I'm like, bing, as in it had enough distance to get a bing out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sad. You know that sound they make when it when it when it actually <laughs> snips it though? Like round, round. It's so satisfying. It's so validating. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to join us in defeating hair and get 20% off and free shipping, use code Hawkwolf. Oh, sorry, Hawkwolf at manscaped.com. That's 20, 20% off. With free shipping at manscaped.com, use the code HAWKWOLF. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. (laughs) What's up, everyone? Welcome to Hawk versus Wolf. Versus Holmes. <laughs> mm, man, it's not as catchy, but it's pretty cool. Or hawk versus wolf, wolf featuring Holmes. I could That's be better. just the referee between the wolf and the hawk right now. It's definitely the smartest move. Like, if, if it's us three, you should both be the ref. And I'll punch myself in the face. <laughs> for you guys, it's the least I can do. Welcome, Christian. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I really thanks appreciate for it. So we put the word out of, uh, what do you guys want guests? Who do you want? And... Christian and Rodney. Wow. Like, Amazing. Definitely were to be, you know, top of the list. Demanded with Rodney is pretty uh, humbling because he's such a, I mean, not only is he a great skater, but he's just this amazing personality that uh, I got to know him later on in life because back in the day, you know, Vert and Freestyle yeah, we were, talking were about a little that. bit like, you know, <laughs> they didn't have kind words sometimes, but. We had mad respect for but he Rodney. Kind of, I, yeah, Rodney, Rodney broke Rodney. the mold, though, especially with the, the whole freestyle vert. He was so far advanced era. that we were still sitting there scratching our heads and sitting there getting ready to skate the vert contest going, what did he just do? How did the yeah. board, you know, do an impossible? Ooh, it was ooh. incredible. I have a question. This is, yes. this is way better show for me than everybody else. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> yeah, you two could just, I'm like, what was that like? So Rodney Mullen, I remember like, and I'm not there, but Tony is not that cool. Rodney's not that cool because he's cool with Tony. Those two are friends because they win a lot of contests and they do 
nerdy technical tricks. Christian, you're not. You're the opposite. You're like the guy that doesn't do, even though you could do technical tricks, but you went big and you hung out with a lot of other people that were uh, way more into the lifestyle than into like how many tricks I can do. You were cool, but you were always, you never made fun of Rodney Mullen? No, because you have respect for people who are great. And he was so like beyond, like okay, for me, me, he was that. so beyond his years that we were still in awe. So it was hard to hate it's, on it's the It's like guy. this, the, there, the freestylers, definitely there was, I don't know, animosity, but it was it was just kind of like, ah, oh, they're, you know, they're, student, they're doing 360s. And, like the and, other guys that are, that own shoe companies now. We did you like them? The, well, we we got along, but but there wasn't there wasn't a reverence when Rodney Mullen's name was called, like at a freestyle event. You everyone got, stopped, with including they were doing. you guys. Yes, for sure. Right, okay. And the rest was fair game. Hey man, let's be real. Apologize here. who I became friends with, all you freestyle guys. I was because, gonna say, you know, well, freestyles came to own the world. <laughs> they they got the last laugh. They really yeah. did. I thought yeah. that. I, I as a you know. Outsider. But was it worth it? What do you hey, mean? No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> oh man, How could I, I'm not even. I love you guys. Like I said, <laughs> I never. I remember them, and I'm like, wait, weren't you guys like kind of insignificant? And now you own like a big, that's got to feel good, right? And a few of those guys have said to me like, yeah, yeah, that wasn't bad. That wasn't a bad thing for that to turn around. <laughs> and all of a sudden, because when they had the money and they owned the pile, then a lot of skateboarders, whether they liked it or not, are like, hey, uh, we're down. Couldn't, yeah, couldn't yeah. help noticing you've got the greatest shoe company in the world. Like, uh, and they're like, what, you, didn't you shit on me at some cut? They're like, no, how about that? Like, I don't know if that ever happened, but I feel like they were more business than that. Yeah, it, I don't, I, I wouldn't say that there was, were, that, that it was like hurling insults. It just was a lack of interest. Okay, is that worse? I wonder which is worse. Well, I, I think it's all bad when you come to like, you know, that kind of like, for me, where I come from. So I came from the other side. Wanna be cool guys. We're the right. we're the you know the bomb. We're we're it, right? And then these freestylers are doing flat ground completely like harmless. You can't get hurt. Right. You fall, what are you gonna do? Hit the ground? You know, Isn't so, so we, we and then with it? how they did their tricks, it was coming out of the 70s, because I was there when it was like 1980, 81. It was so new and it was so like for us, we were it like it was like dancing. Eh, it was it was like, we, we thought of it as ice skating. Because a lot of the moves were very dance, dancey. Um, Some they, were just straight up dancing. Right, and I feel like Rodney Mullen started doing things where you, I, even if untrained, you're like, okay, I, I don't even know if that's humanly possible. Did he yeah, just, cause yeah. you, then you start, I see how you guys can get with it. Cause me watching the other guys, I mean, at one point I like, there was like hair flicks involved. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, if, if you can look up videos of freestyle, there, there's, there's stuff of people like getting off their board and boogieing, okay. and then getting back on their board. My favorite was Primo Desiderio and his uh, wife. Uh, they, they did SeaWorld, didn't they? Diane, they would do, yeah, Diane, Diane, Diane. Yeah. They would do a full routine, but it was like, to hip hop yeah. and like, you know, sick. Rocket and those types of uh, music. But then they, so yeah, for they, me, they, they performed at SeaWorld that, for, that was, for a long uh, time. For a long right? time, yeah. Right. That was entertaining. That was dope. 
See, I want to know, I know like, yeah, Rodney Mullen, everybody, wow, you're so crazy. I got to uh, respect him. But at one point I saw a video, this is me in Australia, who's got a guy who's a pro guy who came to America and came back and said, you know, you guys are the, you know, you don't want to fuck with these two. They're, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at Del Mar, there's some shit there where a whole bunch of people are talking shit and everyone's mad at Tony and there's a bunch of people that are on Christian's side. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, I don't know. I only see you guys <laughs> flying in the air. You know, he's got a fucking pink helmet and you're doing fucking crosshairs. And I'm like, whoa, these guys must be like, you mean best buds. And then to see this, I got a VHS video because it was Gregor Rankin, you know him, right? He was at the contest. So as much as he liked you, the crowd was being mean to Tony and Gregor's such a weird dude that he was like, oh, I'm Tony's number one fan because that's like the, <laughs> he had the most to fight wrong. For. Yeah, he, well, he had something. It, it was everyone wanted to beat him up, and he finds that I don't know. I think he gets off on that someone's going to kill him for being so ballsy. But I watched this video, and yeah, it's an Aussie, everyone's uh, cool. New Zealand I, thing. <laughs> all all the cool people loved you, and you had no shirt on. You had it coming out of your fucking thing, and you also that was you backed it up like you were like woo, and I'm like. Wait, are you calling that you're going to do a five? I'm like, even when I was a kid, I was like, holy shit, the balls. And this, I could tell that pool, I would I would not have had a video part of any move in that thing. <laughs> I would have just had frant, frant, frant. So funny. That thing is impossible. I just watched that Delmar footage. Of, of that me. contest that I'm talking and about. There was only two, like, that we were, we were, like, at the end, 84 and 85. Yeah. And I just remember doing what you just said, and I'm doing the rollout. To go and do the five, and you're right. It was like here we go. With the pressure it's coming. Yeah, but he the, delivered. But he, but I, he delivered. I, so, I so we much. all we all thought that was funny and oh quirky. Yeah. But at the same time, we were like, but he he's doing but it. You can't. But you can't. No one could do it. Well, Especially just, that five. I, you had a five that was the most dangerous five forty out of all five forties. It was the biggest one. It was flip. the most flippy one and close to hanging. But I couldn't get over your friends. It seemed like because I saw some people in the crowd that I go, I know that guy. He's a pro too. Some Eddie, there was some dreadlock people that were like, fucking, you know me, burn. And I'm like, okay, when you guys leave and you go afterwards, do you, are you telling him to go fuck himself or did anybody, did Eddie, no, I don't want to say I, a name. I really think the rivalry of the fans when yeah. they were in did the they stands, get it was more like, it was such a battle between us and the vibe was such a different, uh, a kind of like tracker. Indie, Thrasher, yeah. Trans World. So you had Air so many tricks. people right. in the industry that were fighting for an each side as well. So it's not only fighting for us, but there was a lot of other it things like that they were rivaling for. Yeah, representing a faction And then of it was stand. like they were just rooting. It was almost like some sort of college football did you, in the stands. Did you two get pulled into it or were you both always cool with each other? It, it no, was, we were cool. It was always yeah. almost like entertainment. Did yeah. you ever have it, it to was tell anybody? Like a movie set where they're like, okay, act like fans now. And then they would do it. And then afterwards, who were they? Did you there have, were all of us who all hung out together. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? I have a good perspective on it now, though. And um, I, I'm pretty sure they've, they're announcing that they're, they're doing this documentary about my life. Sam Jones has wow. done it. And it's, oh, it's amazing. done. Amazing. It's done. And so there is a big part of that storyline in it from okay. what I know. Yeah. And I have a perspective on it now because I remember it in that 
Yeah, it was it was one part of the stands, a big part of the stands that was mostly NorCal dudes, Thrasher, Indie. So that was already like not cool with Delmar Locals, Tracker, Bones Brigade, right? Okay. And then hardcore Christian fans, obviously, because they that's the cool because he was he's the man, right? The king of style. Yeah. So there was that, and then they just started instead of just rooting for him, booing me, because they just decided they had to choose sides. And there wasn't some big faction of people that were on my side. But No, I but, know you was but only- But the Delmar locals were like, well, that sucks that they're doing that. Yeah. Let's, let's do, give it back to them. Did you ever talk to your side about being a bit more respectful? Did that ever come up or were you like, well, hell yeah, I think it's win. out of respect because they knew he's probably going to win. It's his home park. I'm the only one that's going to give him a run for his money. The fans are like rooting for me, booing him, hoping he's going to maybe mess up under yeah. the pressure. Oh, okay. So so it's not just booing him. It's like booing the results because it's like that's how you do it. It's in basketball. You see it. Okay, when you go to a different stadium, they're going to be doing this to distract, go to another one, and then the fans, you know, they're feeling yeah. threatened. It was amazing how that worked out. Were we kind of like, Oh gosh, they're taking it over the top. Dang, yeah. why do you want to go there? Why do you want to? Now it's like boo Hasoy, you know what I mean? To his fans. They were like booing the fans that were booing Tony. It right. was like a heavy yeah. kind of like well, I remember seeing Gregor flipping them all off, and that's, I was like, that guy likes me. That's <laughs> like that guy doesn't like me. He 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 liked you, but he also, he liked you way more he, because of all he those liked the controversy. Were, he was like, "Wait, you're all gonna gang up on him? Oh, well then I'm on his side." I, I'll tell you when when it got more more insulting for me is that one of my runs they threw beer cans in the bowl while you were skating while I was skating. Yeah, and right. that's when I was like, "Dude, this sucks." Right, because you're now you're now you're just straight up fucking the guy's rides. Like yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not like you might have. Yeah, that, that was that was kind of a bummer. But but at the same time. Wasn't that like the daggers in front of that yeah, fashion movie? Yeah. I knew. Jax. See, Jax. throwing Jax in the ball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Maybe that was in the, the contest. It's, it's, oh, man. I didn't well, want to. It's probably it a dagger. I was like, I swear hole. to God, everyone looks like Duncan in that crowd over there. I'm like, and, and being a little guy in here, like, boo. And I'm like, wait, are they like actually really and he's angry? And Delmar local, by the way, right? Del Duncan and those guys. So it was yeah, kinda, that's where it, it got weird. I became kind of localish there too, hanging oh, out with sure, these guys because it was last park. Yes, but yes. The, but I do remember Tommy Guerrero wrote an apology to Thrasher. That actually did happen for that event on on behalf of Thrasher uh, just people. Like we know that that he, you know, we we were acting out of line. Was he a part of it? He was in the stands, so I don't know what how he participated in it, but he was definitely guilty by association. Right. He definitely would have been. And he down. was a Bones Brigade dude, so right. I think Ooh. I don't know if there were other people saying that or what, but right. but that happened. Dang, we're talking serious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff was so. That's like dramatic picture right there. Could you it, imagine? It what? Look, if you're looking at, I, look, I I love skateboard. I love vert. You two are the kings of vert, and to know that it was like I I I related to you more because I was trying to be cool. I I wanted to like the 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 things that came natural to me were going big and doing a method air versus doing a, a Indy three sixty. It didn't come. I couldn't relate to him because everything he did, I was like, I'll never do that. I was doing 
like little weak ass versions of your shit but his like uh you know like air walk i was like i can't i've never done one i still can't do one in my prime i wasn't gonna do that one but i did you know some lazy looking christian method airs and 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 started to get the you know that's what made me happy even in my shoes i just wanted my tricks to look like his you know what i mean like even even learning all the tricks and stuff i was like but but i can't crossbone like that and that's that is the that's the standard by which it sh- everything should be measured. Was is the there way any he was tricks, Christian, that he started doing where they were like you well, weren't the doing that? Crossbone is definitely one that he did good. Yeah, you know what I mean. That and, and the overturn. And there's very rare people who can do it completely flat. You know, right. other than like, but that was it. I I, I watched. I, I there was a photo of you at Upland, and yep. then that was it. I was like, that if I'm ever gonna do that trick, it's got to look like that. Did you feel like was that okay for him to do that? Like, because you didn't feel like somebody was trying to. Have you ever felt like someone doing your shit? Have you felt nothing but gratitude? Have you ever felt like complimentary? Okay, to me, no matter flattering, it's complimentary, and I encourage it. I would. I mean, me and him skated forever. We've done demos together, staying in the same hotels, and we're always supporting each other since day one. I don't remember any type of bad vibe between me and Tony at any ramp. At any pool, at any contest, and at any I've never demo. seen him really be angry. I've never seen also, one of you actually it, be but angry. If you think about it, it was never it never. was never up to us anyway. We, the, we just the crowd skated. decided. No, the the judges decided. Yeah, the crowd had their favorites and whatever, but 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 at the end of the day, we just skated our best, and it was it was art against art, and and however the judges saw it, that's just what it was. And I, I think the pressure. Between us, how we process pressure and, and the competitive nature that we have. I mean, we strive and thrive on that moment. I think if you watch Tony skating contest, when I would watch him, you could just feel his intensity that he is not, he's not going to bail. Right. And for me, that was like what drove the adrenaline in me to take my skateboarding to another level. Every time he'd learn another trick, I'd have to figure out how to compensate it with my style of skateboarding. And how would you go about things like that? When he started doing all these new tricks, did you well, start I went thinking higher, about- I went farther and I'm like, well, how far can I go, right? Till I have to start getting technical. So, so, so when did that? tricks came in, okay. Ben Schroeder and all them, and Lee Ralph. And I was like, man, I need to learn lip tricks. So I had to learn lip tricks to even stay competitive with his tricks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it became, okay, he's not skating at his best and you could take advantage of that. That's been a lot of times, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he didn't get that run like his the run before. Okay. Right? Yeah. And it's finals. And you know what? It's crazy. We would go semifinal, prelim, semifinals, and then finals. And it's like two runs. Or There's he- not three runs. Uh-huh. We're talking two runs is all you get. So combined you score, them. even, right? I think combined uh, yeah. score. Yeah, or best two out of three. Something like that. It was either that. It was either best two out of three or it was head to head. Head to head was the worst. Head to head was insane. I'm from the older era and they only did it one time in my whole career. And yeah, I agree. I hated that. I was like, wait, now it's like you against me. I did not like that. I liked it better when it was just all of us against all of us. There's a little like ego when it comes to that though. Because I remember going, dang, I got to go head to head with my friends. And then, you know, you look and you go, man, okay. I have to like build up. So in your competitive like strategy, you yeah. have to be almost strategic in what tricks you reveal in 
the quarterfinals, then into the semifinals, then into the finals. If you don't save those tricks for them, but you still got to kill it. So the pressure is still on to like be even more impressive with your other stuff versus pulling out your, you know, banger tricks in the finals. And, but for sure, if you were to do those banger tricks in the semis, and then you did the same thing in the finals, you're going to get a lower score. See, Only you two, though. Like, well, other that, people might get away with it. That's the little bit of, like, that's that little margin of error that we knew when I skated with him. Yeah. There was just that little margin of error. It's, it's so minute. You know what I mean? But it was so real, and I think that's really what... And the judges would, would, would definitely <laughs> punish us for it. Right. I felt like you guys were always really consistent for being the for doing the hardest two runs of the day you were i don't remember many times where you both didn't make your ride and the judges had to decide like i don't yeah but 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 you could tell if it was all on or if there were little wobbles or little sketches like they they were they were subtle it was nuanced but we could both tell and the judges were so in tune with what we were capable of that that they were pretty harsh yeah, right, so I, if you didn't go this, above your level, how, then this, they weren't going to The judges you fly into town. We NSA's all over. They would never see a skate except at the contest, right? Because mm. there's no way to watch a skate. So we go in on Wednesday, ramp open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, contest Saturday. Every single contest was like that. I'd fly in on Tuesday, be there early Wednesday. They're finishing the ramp, and I'm getting first runs on the ramp, telling them, move the coping out. <laughs> like, no, we're keeping it in. I'm like, move that coping that was, that was out. And I'm like, just like, you know. Making it for the yeah, bomb. Yeah, it yeah. And they're like, get out of here, Christian. When's practice? Not till later. I'm going to just hang out right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was kind of like the the thing you had to do, you had to like almost not perform in practice in front of the judges. And then all these guys would come yeah. in, you know, and they just do their contest run. I'd be like, here they go. They're just Show, doing contest showing runs. everything they got. And they're going bigger than they're going to go in the finals. I know they're not going to do this in the contest, right? Because it's just so much pressure in a contest that you're just going to go lower. You're not going to be as powerful. And I kind of know who's going to just go all out. Miller, of course, is just going to go all out. Lester's right. going to go all out. There's yeah. no stopping those guys. Right. They're going to do their best run in the opening first run. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all or nothing. It's, it's like that. Yeah. Them too. Yeah. The rest, yeah. you know, we have some conservative people, but that's where you have to like be strategic on what you reveal. Then the judges, I would always just come in, cruise around. They're like, dude, he's not practicing. What's going on? Well, I already know that I have to do these tricks. And I'm like, I just need to get warmed up. Right. I don't have to practice that trick five runs in a row before the contest run. And all these guys are just banging out contest run, contest run, contest run. I'm just like, and then I come in, I do a mellow run. And they're like, whoa, that was sick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they didn't see me skate. So it's all, you yeah. know, full on first impression. Did you do that? I did it in a way that I had I had a line yeah. of everywhere I want to hit on the ramp and then interchangeable tricks. Okay. And so those increase in difficulty every time. Okay. So the first run, like he said, first run is it, it it's just an indie air on this wall. But on this run, it's gonna be a stale five. Okay. Or okay. something okay. like that. Yeah. Where I would always just bump it up and then and then like he said, you just keep increasing it. So so even in the finals. You don't, you're not phoning it in, but for sure, the first run isn't the best. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. one you want to get on the board. Right. And the second one, 
like I'm, for him, he just blasted higher or <laughs> did something you harder. You have to. Like there then, was there was yeah. no holding back. I think that's the nerve that you had to have, you know, to actually have my style of skating go up against his style of skating. Because, you know, progression and advanced technicality versus power speed <coughs> and, and style, that type of skating, that, you know, just had to increase. And I think that pushed me. I think it pushed him. And we were just on this crazy, you know, creative path. You know what I mean? Doing what we love to do. It's funny how you say you're not technical, but to be able to land where you land and pump the way you do, I mean, it's not like Sergi's the only person I've ever seen that like comes as close as you as when it comes to, it doesn't look like you're fucking trying. It looks like you've got a little motor going and you're cheating. I mean, it's a freakish thing. Have you always had that? Like when you were, because I noticed you guys uh, were like amateur shredders, little little guys. You were like cab, like little with the mushroom head because you were so little. Mm-hmm. Were you were, were you flying around when you were a short person, like a little kid? I, I think you know what there was a little bit of it. You know what I mean? From the, if from I were the to get-go. look back and I were to try to imagine what my life was like when at ten years old, skating Marina del Rey and hanging out with you know Dennis Agnew, Polar Bear, and Shogo and George Wilson in the Brown Bowl. And just trying to figure out skateboarding, but I was going and copying their tricks, invert, and I would just do it more extended. I was going for it back, you know, when I was little. Yeah. And I think they saw something in that and they're like, whoa, look at this little shredder. And then I got my photo in Skateboarder Magazine doing the frontside Ollie. That was the, that was the moment. And, And really they were telling me I had, you know, the style, you're gonna be, you know, even at that age. Oh, yeah. You know, well, in the photo, He's, <clears throat> were you landing disaster on that? You know what? I don't, I did it in and I did it to disaster. Okay. So that but, one looks probably to disaster. But but either way, it's, it's, it looks like a four foot front set Ollie. Right. They, from, a, you know, a, a munchkin. Right. Yeah. And, and he's got long hair. I thought he was a girl. Cause it right. said Christian Asoy. And I was like, is that, is that a girl's name? And then, you know, then just blasting. And, and we, at, we, as kids his age that were skating, were like, that is insane. Oh, so you didn't know him yet when you saw that photo? No. So that's the first thing of Christian Oso you ever saw was that Franz Adali? Yep, yep. And then you, from that photo, everyone starts talking to you like you're the next big thing in that. My dad managed Marina Del Rey Skate Park. So oh. I was friends with like all those guys, that, <laughs> the Jer, you know what I mean? Kent Senator. Shogo Kubo, we s- sat there at that park every day. I would sweep the bowls. I would open up the, you know, pinball machines, foosball tables. So when's- Run the snack bar. <laughs> oh, okay. So this Free is- Cokes and, and, and for all my friends. <laughs> let me get to this. Let me get to this aerial. Like the backside, uh-huh. is it the backside air that's your first aerial or is these frontside airs or frontside ollies? Like, how do you stop flying around and you go, wow, this is pretty easy to me? Well, Jay Adams' first cover, he's like doing like a full on like two handed air on the cover, like a weird air. So when we're little kids, you were at, I was at Skateboard World. This is 77, maybe. Mm-hmm. And we're doing full bunny hop airs Woo, out of the bowl at the end okay or jumping off your board and over the fence and leaving your board in the bowl okay so those are kind of like the first like trying to go big you know what i mean and everybody's doing high jumps you know what i mean oh just jumping over the stick thing barrel jump tony alba barrel jump in the magazine you're using transition to catch air 
for us, it was like almost like that moment where it went from freestyle and kind of, you know, 360s and pad ads, right? All this crazy kind of advertisement that was just 70s to like 80s, Bones Brigade, 1980, boom, came in hot, wide six track mag trucks. And it, it was, it was such a fast transition and evolution at that moment. Everything changed. Everything changed. Like all the skaters, the pros that were pro at Gold Cup, gone in 81 right after right, the Right, yeah. Like literally overnight, because we were so hungry at that moment, Gold Cup, you could see that the amateurs were just advancing probably within months. You know? Yeah. Within months, they were like advancing so quickly because you didn't even win an amateur contest done, and you were already on the Bones Brigade because Stacy saw uh, your skills. I was on, yeah, but but at Gold Cup, I was on Dogtown. Oh, shit. And I was I was at that contest, that Marina contest, when it was definitely, there was a there was a whole shift going on, but, but the, all the old school guys were still there and we were coming up and- Doing I, tricks I think I, and I told the story, I think maybe on this show, but, but um, that's when I did- uh, half cab frontside rock. Yeah, and he, he and copied you. I did that at the end of my run in the Gold Cup series, mm -hmm. and I was whatever I could barely, you know, I was doing like tiny backside ollies and and thrusters and just <laughs> barely getting to the top. But Carving I did that super trick. Super fast one wheel cars with his hand on his knee pushing super yeah, yeah, fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just remember him doing that. <laughs> yeah, pushing on me. We're like when uh, you weren't here, but there Lion. were all these little Japanese little kids here the other day, yeah. and they're eight. I saw the video you yeah, posted. Those guys are pushing on their knees through the flat bottom, and I go, I feel that. Yeah. You, know, you feel that like in a deep way, you guys. Their whole body's pumping. Yeah. yeah. Manipulating. But I did that trick, and and uh, like a half hour later, I saw Eddie Elgara trying that trick in the brown bowl, and I was, I was blown away. Yeah, you were doing but, varials down at the bottom. I yeah, remember yeah. the full varial airs. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this kid is tricky. You know what I mean? And I'm doing backside channels. In yeah, he was going on the channel. The channel was reserved for a select few. Right, because you've already figured out how to kind of launch yourself by then. Well, it was my home park. I yeah, but it's, there, but so I mean, it it's an so eight foot channel me. that goes in, right? So it's not like. So you got to pull out ridiculously. You got to pull out. Yeah. Full on. Yeah, it, it was really <laughs> no. I mean, there were, there were maybe four people that had done it at that point. All right. And he's doing it. And then he's like scraping up the, all up the coping into a tail tap. Oh, but like air to tail yeah. tap and and we you know i was his age i was like how the fuck does he do that airs to fakie um, yeah oh wow back then back, to backs at ollies and layback air airs layback air. oh, laybacks yeah layback Love i did those. the full like eye contact with the judges all the way to the bottom like this if, if you see the video ray oh, has yeah. a video and i'm like i'm looking at the judge and i stay on the flat bottom looking at the judges like this <laughs> He was already a showman. <laughs> Wait, you I ten? swear. You 10 when you're doing that? Shogo, eleven, man. Like 11, yeah. Shogo. I got yeah. my, you know, attitude from the, you know, Jay Adams and Shogo. Bill, you're on those guys, man. So then when you get into contest and it, it becomes like, uh, you know, everybody starts to blow up and skateboarding's never been bigger before and you verts what skateboarding is and you are the two vert guys. What, like... Is is that the heyday to you, or do you see that as like you weren't really paying attention what, to what was happening? Do you remember it? Like, do you look back fondly on it? 
I think it lasted a long time. Like it lasted years and years. That's what was so incredible from late 1980 all the way to the 90s, like mid 90s. I mean, I was still around, but, you know, I obviously went into my dark side, you know, in the 90s and just kind of uh-huh. left skateboarding. I still kind of like come in here and there to one contest. I think at the Hard Rock, my last contest, I got the cover of Slap Magazine doing a method. And then uh, was that the one that in Newport? Maybe the hard or rock? Las Vegas. I don't know which one, but both of those. What was the San Francisco street contest that you you went in? Was the where, one in the fountain? Yeah, where he like he had some girlfriend that he made out with for like a long period of time, and I I can't tell I can't remember if it was in your contest right or right after or, or right before, but I was like, what the fuck is going on? Was that on video? I, this is before, like, I was there. Like, oh, I you were there. I, okay. I don't know if anybody posted the video. I'm sure somebody did kind of, but it was, um, you know, there was a few new street dudes that were good, and the and but but it wasn't enough. There were vert dudes that could keep up. Christian was there. He was doing. You were learning tray flip flip on the on the flat ground. And I was like, fuck, he can do that with his flat out tailboard. Like that's crazy. You're even trying that. You know, I think Gons was there and, um. Uh, Guerrero, you know, shit like it was San Francisco. Was I think it? Tommy won it, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Is that the second or third one? You did the you, one you that, did that was in the fountain with the spines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you did. You would get away with the with the nose wheelie around the whole fucking. That was sick. Oh, yeah. But I don't know who it was, but you, there's some girl that was like a part. Uh, she was your girlfriend. I'm sure of it. But she was like part of your contest ride. Like it was he. I think he, you made out with her, and they were like, "Christian, your ride's up," and you're just tonguing this chick. And I'm like, "I'm like, is he gonna go? Nah, he's not gonna go." And then and then it was like, "You totally heard your name." Like you were like, "I don't care." And Fifteen then, seconds. Yeah, and then you rolled off into the street course and, and did I, street. I think stuff. if it's the one. It was when it was like small wheels and narrow boards, maybe focus. I was doing focus at the time. Oh, yeah. Wow. Focus. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And so I had this like seven and a half inch wide board, like custom made. And it was my little skinny shape with narrow trucks. Yeah. And I just learned heel flips. This is the only contest I've ever done a flip trick in. It's the only <laughs> one. And I said to myself, man, you know what? I can't compete with these guys. They're all doing these crazy tricks. I think yeah. this is the second one or something like this. Okay. It's not the first one because the first one I'm doing board slides and on the banked wall in the back. That was yeah, a different yeah, yeah. one. That's the one he's talking about with the spine in the middle. Jason Lee's doing back kick back tail for the first time. Okay. Yeah, that's so the next one was when Sheffy's doing like nollies over the couch and everything. Oh. Blasting late shove Okay, I saw the first one the- then. It was the first one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I knew It's a little blurry. It does. It does. But here, I'll talk to you about that heel flip. So I'm sitting here going, you know what? I'm not going to place if I don't do a flip trick. So I said, I'm going to start with heel flipping over the, you know, eight foot, you know, bank to bank, yeah. right? So I'm like, what do I got to lose? Just go for it and just... Bail, at least I look like I'm progressive, right? <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I swear. They'll think I'm like really trying hard close, to keep yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying hard to keep up. Yeah. And then You're I like, go. like, damn, man, I usually make that all the time. And I pow landed. Oh, sweet. And I got fourth place, I think, something like that because of that trick, I'm sure. That worked out. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a great memory of <laughs> That's pretty San, Francisco, sick. Yeah. San Francisco. What about limousines to contests? 
do you recall doing those and and what was your uh your theory on that because that was very impressive also do you recall any of those where you would yeah. show up with a limousine yeah yeah it's yeah. you know you got to have an entrance you know <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> no you well, do well, when Listen up, Tony. Up, when you show up, I I'm mean, still it, working on it. <laughs> you fucked up big time, dude. You could have, you could have fucking been huge. All I could <laughs> think of is Tony and the Bones Brigade cruising in the station wagon. In right the now. Volvo, yeah, yeah, the Volvo cross country. Now, cool. You know, I love the way Lance tells it in my documentary. He tells it funny. About and, and, and Holmes is doing demos for a thousand bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm for sure show up in a limo come and hang out, give them everything that I got, all the shoes and all the clothes, everything. Yeah. And be like, whoo, yeah, yep. love yeah. it. Thanks it for awesome. thanks for having me. It was great. Yeah. Vans contest. I go to a Vans <laughs> contest where they made a really crazy ramp where they had an oververt section in the corner. Where oh, I remember that one. Yep. Transition yep. And like a Taco Bell thing or something. There was a lot of shit on that ramp. It was a fucking mess. Uh, you show up in a limo and this is, I've been in America for a couple months. You know, I've seen a. Uh, I mean, I've seen you in Australia, but I never met you. And I and I'm like, oh shit, Christian's coming, and you go through the parking lot in a white limo, and that girl's in the back with you. Once again, I don't want to add to it, but you you're with her in the back, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And you're in the back like, ooh, just in a <laughs> white limo with a girl, and then you show to the concert, it's like, whoa, and I'm just from afar going. Holy shit, dude. Like, you're just like, yeah, whatever. And, the, and I'm like, what? Limo, the other guy that's in the contest with you doesn't have a, anything. Like, nobody had a limo. No oh, one I, had drove a, in my, I drove up my Honda Civic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah the, nobody had a good car and you had a limo. And then I'm super excited to watch you skate and you're not on it. You're not in it at all. You do two backstairs in your contest ride. And on the second one, you kick it over the deck and do this big woo. <laughs> In the air, you go, woohoo with no board. And I'm like, that's your fucking last ride. What do you mean, woohoo? And you were just, I saw your eyes. You're like, I give a fuck, man. And I'm like, how could you, you got a limo here to do a fucking backsider and kick it over the side of the ramp and be like, woo, let's leave. I'm like, what are you? It was really impressive. <laughs> funny. And it's funny. But I remember you I love how it's so vivid in your memory too, because we're all still just oh, in I our mode doing one our thing. You didn't, yeah, that. Like, you didn't rock like, the fake. Chris Miller remember. did a, smith, a grind yeah. on it. Like anybody that touched the oververt was like out of control. I do remember Danny Wave doing a blunt or a rock to fake. He, he did rock it. Fakey. They oh, both. Yeah. Yeah. The two mm. freaks did it. Yeah, That's yeah. like where I, I was like, yeah, yeah, you two would do that. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, him I could understand because he was so tall, right? I'm like, okay, I get that. Oh, okay, you're putting it down. But I was like, Danny? He was like a midget, right? He was yeah. literally tiny. Yeah, but and I put it down And he just went like to... up and he just went rock to fakie and it didn't even look like anything for him. Yeah, because he threw it up above he, him and then it, he came It, it was down, almost yeah. like a blunt to fakie, but a it, rock to fakie. It did look like he ollied into it. But he seemed, especially at that time, he was about to introduce the world to how new vert skateboarders skate. Like that scoop, the pop, all, like the street ollie into a vert trick, nobody was doing that. Yep. He was doing that. And everybody yeah, else that tried to do time. it, because there was a Schultes out there that was scraping around like a mongrel as well. But Danny Wayne made it look like, oh, shit, we should all try and figure. I remember there was a time there where I was trying to get that. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. ah, fucking 80s. I can't, you know what I mean? Like, it's, oh, I, you're, you, stuck, you, you're stuck in 80s I've mode. I've got too many yeah. homes back so it is under my yeah. belt to get that fucking thing going. I'm just like, whoa, it's all I want to do. <laughs> 
My, my, that's what uh, I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm that's talking. what I'm talking about. Ooh, <laughs> Ellis my, is my man. Yeah, I was like, I'm saying, with Christian, what's that? You're backside three. Ah, I'm not going to need those. Have you seen my fucking body job lately? It's pretty good. <laughs> my, my, if we're going to eccentric uh, Christian stories, mine was. I remember you showed up one day because we were just we were at every event. It was every month or every few weeks, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Christian shows up one day and his hair is down, like almost to his butt. Mm. In an instant, extensions. Like, yeah, and I was like, how, does, "How is this hair long?" Come on. They were Come on. I go. I, then I actually asked you because I go, "How'd you how'd you get your hair long?" And you're like, "Extensions, bro." Yeah. And I was like, "How?" And you're like, thousand bucks." Yeah. <laughs> you they, even, they, were, they were like fifteen hundred bucks. You didn't even know how you got them. You just know that's how much they cost. I mean, that was, the that was real hair. Too. That was like eighty. Real hair. It what are we insane. talking about? 87, 88? 85. It was. Oh, uh, uh, Holiday Havoc. Wait. So I showed okay. up at Holiday 85, Havoc. Fifteen hundred bucks for who's, hair. Whose salon do you go to in Hollywood to get that? Like who it do was you in Beverly Hills? I was like, I want to, I want to show up with long hair, and they tied individual, yeah. like things everywhere, so you could it took comb forever, it, brush right? it, it look real, yeah. Like everybody looked at me like this. I could just they look at it and they're like, whoa. I guess he Ex- held his hair up. Yeah, extension. He yeah. had his hair up People the whole time. They couldn't figure it, it out. It was baffling. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> and then with the locker pants, did you ever burn <laughs> your hips Speaking or your? Speaking of long hair. Micro pants went very well with those. <laughs> they did. I, did I, I was like, there's no one else. There's no one else. I remember a guy tried to do it and I was like, hey, man, don't do that. Get your shorts back on right now. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm fucking deadly serious. That's not cool. Whatever you're doing over there, don't do that. You'd already been doing it for like eight years before this guy showed up with those on. I was like, don't, no one, no one can do that. But I'm a guy that has, I have, pants on and i have i used to tape my ankles because i would because i blow my knees out so much that i would do this weird little scoop thing and i would uh melt the side of my leg a lot let alone my hip did you ever burn your ass on like with locker pants doing fucking 10 foot airs all day it's so funny i thought about that like all these recent years and i'm like never touch the ground like i only got a hipper at wallow's a scarf from a hipper at Wallows, and I was wearing the iridescent like surf trunks. I wasn't even wearing lycra, so it probably saved me a little bit if I would have been in my you know straight lycra shorts. You yeah. know, he never slammed. Spandex. He just, he, you see him fall. Never, it was always never. like it, like it, it, that was a trick. If you could fall like Christian, that would be a trick. Do you have a lot of injuries? Like spandex shorts, right? Yeah. No shirt. Yeah, I know. Doing the whole day of skating in backyard pools, ditches, and never got a back scrape, never got like, you know, hipper. I just got a hipper a couple of times skating vert, but not, no marks. I did a Telegraph you know? 5 and got a sequence of it in Thrasher or Trans or something saying Ellis is doing Telegraph 5s with no elbow pads. You did fives with no fucking, you had no shirt, no elbow pads, <laughs> your knee pads, if I'm not mistaken, no you were one of those people that had the the basic one with no knee gasket. You wore the yeah. minimum yeah. amount of knee pad yeah. as well. Yeah. And and it held up all the way until you got older. Like, did you ever I have any- we manipulated falling because, you know, I was a little lighter. Like now I'm actually 157 and I was a 178 right before the Tony Hawk demo in uh, Utah. And so I basically oh, feel shit. 100% better when I skate because I'm a, about 12 pounds lighter. Yeah. Right? Wait, you recently did that? Recently. 
Like I've put you- that, that was that was a month and a half ago, and you guys were you and especially you and Cab just clicked into something where it was like, oh, these guys are serious about it now. But since then, you're blasting even higher. Yeah. I, I feel mean, like you and I skated, are in this, like I seen you, like I started skating and then I seen you and I was like, oh, that's where I want to be, where I can just do like, you know, three foot airs cruising around. And then now you're blasting going over him and yeah. alley oop. And I'm like, lean oh, method. Man, you're just a little, like I'm just, uh, just right behind you, happily right <laughs> behind you, going, yeah, 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 flying around, doing airs. I mean, good. it seems like, you know, we can still get better. You know, I mean, we're a little wiser now, yeah. you know, than back in the day where you're just trying to push the boundaries and what is, you know, kind of like the progressive side of skateboarding. Yeah. Now it's like, let's enjoy it. Right. Let's feel it. Right. Let's like, let's like participate in it and then together with other people. And then it's like, oh, wow, we're back. It's like getting the band back together and having yeah. fun right. in, in the, you know, practice room. Like when you're jamming, you know, can you imagine all these bands that we like worship and idolize when we we're kids all the way through till our twenties and like watch them, how they learned yeah, where they learned how, you know what I mean? That to me is probably the most precious part of skateboarding is the, the process of getting to the stage, to the contest, to the demo, you know, hanging out with the homies, yeah. pushing each other, thinking about what just happened at the contest, what we need to do. And I think that's that culture and environment. You need to have a progressive mind to really push things to a whole nother level. Because without that, I look at skaters today and I can see that they're kind of stuck in this like image thing, fitting in thing, peer pressure thing. A it's a, you know, what click kids. you're in, what team you're on, Trick of the month. you know, and all that stuff. There's a lot of pressure, but we felt that in a different way. And we took advantage of that. And I just, I always try to encourage the new generation to to do something believe that you could take it farther you could push it to a better place and then you got guys like you know uh jimmy wilkins skating vert right. it's just as pretty as it gets moto shibata like these two guys on vert besides you know the lincoln awaitas the the sandra diaz and you know the the people like that i think that it's it's just incredible that they can still push skateboarding to another place that we appreciate more. I was going to say, it you know? warms my heart watching Jimmy Wilkins skate. Like I feel like the other day I, he did a ride and I dropped in and crossed over and just said, hey man, I'm just super happy that I live long enough to see you be a skateboarder because I'm so proud of you existing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just watching you. <laughs> and to you. be able to witness it. Even Zach Miller too. Like I don't care if you're like the, you have the, the gnarliest trick recorded. If you have that style, you can't, you can't, uh, learn that like that's a he's a that's one of those one for the ages right there for me like that front today I'm like ooh Zach you I know you probably thanked your dad several times but you need to thank him again because <laughs> that sh you can't ha nobody else gets to have that front today like you you have a it's yours yep. it's Zach it's not Chris but it's still excellent it's, yeah it's, because it, of your last something's inherited there yeah like you can't make an yeah. ugly one you only make brilliant yeah beautiful aerials yeah there's nothing like you, you cannot buy that. There's no learning right. that. And that's what's so special about Chris and his son. I mean, both his sons. His other son is like incredible. Lucas. Lucas. Yeah, he's awesome too. Yeah. So it's definitely in the blood. But to live long enough, like you were saying, getting older and liking skateboarding for just skateboarding, 
Because I, I also feel like there was a time there where yeah, you compete, you both competed, and that's all you thought about all the time. But that was your pocket of where you thought about competing, and it meant everything at all times. And now you skateboard, and you go, "Isn't it cool to still be <laughs> yeah. skating and to still know you?" And whoa, look at this little Japanese kid that pumps with his fucking hands on his knees. <laughs> like you're, you're, ex, you're excited about all of it. Like I feel like there was a time there when I was competing and I was trying to be the best. That's all I could think about was that, which meant. There was a lot of stress, like you were saying, unnecessary stress. Like, I think uh, you also miss out on on camaraderie and friendships when you're so stuck in that too. See, I'm glad you said that because that's what made me want to bring up. He does have one little regret of not being as social back then, which means hanging out with you. Like you guys, after a contest, you would go hang out and drink and oh, whatever I, it was. But uh, it never, wasn't the after. It was more. It was more just the the in between. Well, I just remember, you know. Why did you guys never hang out like? That? Well, I just wasn't. Stacey I wasn't Peralta told out. him, you know, stay away from Soy's van in the parking lot one time. I believe he's like, wait, was there, don't, was, don't there was a Soy, Soy van not to, the to hang out? Lot, I think some of the team was like, "Yo, Christian smokes. What's the big deal?" And he's like, "Well, that's him. You can't do." I that. think that was Steve. I think something like that. Yeah, yeah he, I think said that Steve, yeah he said that to Cab. He said that to Cab. I mean, oh, 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 I, I, I caught wind of that around that same, but I was, but I was just like, uh, well, I'm, okay. I'm not going to do that. Cause I just know it's, I'm just going to mess with my skating. Right. Like I, it wasn't helpful to me. So it was just like, I'm not doing that. But I, I remember hearing something well, like I, that. I remember Stacey. in, I think it was like Indiana or something. We did a demo together. I think we were young, probably 16, like right around there. We weren't even of age yet. And I think we're staying in this hotel together. I mean, we're playing quarters with a bunch of girls in the hotel room. I brought back to the hotel room after of course. the demo, right? And Tony's sitting there and I'm like, Tony, our first like, you know, out together. And, you know, he's like killing it. I'm getting right embarrassed now. being wait, in wait, the room. He's killing podcast. it right now. And I'm like, you know, his competition. And now they request us to go do a demo together. We're like, yeah, we'll go. We meet. And then I'm like, girls back at the room. We got a full... <laughs> Bunch of girls, we're playing quarters, and I'm like, Tony's playing quarters right now. This is insane. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he's sitting there. So like I didn't miss out on everything. He's just sitting there. I, was, I said, I'm like, he's sitting there. He like, is it. You do not. Don't go to the Hasoi van. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? He comes back. There's a whole group of girls. Oh, yeah, man. but with that comes so other funny. stuff. Wow. Yeah. It's so you've always been able to uh, get air really easy and girls to go to the van and play what go to fucking the van. play what whatever hang it like you girls come natural well, we to you smoked and so a lot of weed back then that's pretty much what we did when you were 16 no when i was 11 and 12 oh wow yeah hanging out at the uh gold cup series 12 years old the, fir the first place i ever i i didn't but the first place i ever got offered weed was at marina del rey when i was maybe 11 Oh. And I'll never forget. I was skating. I was skating the um, the dog bowl. I think there was in a little contest there, right? Was there? Yeah, yeah, dog bowl. Aspo, and this dude, Aspo, Aspo, yes. Aspo. And I was maybe eleven, probably ten. And this dude's like, "Yo, man, you want to smoke?" And I thought he just meant cigarettes. I'm like, "No." He's like, "Yo, man, took you up." And, and I go, "No." And he's like, "You're a straight skater." And I was like, "I'm a fucking I'm ten year old." Like, yeah. What are you talking? 
talking about? How about that? What about what about what, put whatever you want on the but the first bit was ten, and then whatever job you want to have on the yeah. end of it. Yes, I'm sure I'm sober. But I'm just saying, and I just bring that up because it was so rampant Straight. at Marina. Yeah. It was yeah. that was it. Like yeah. you, you, it's how we grew up. You know, I grew up fast. I mean, I'm sponsored by Jay. At, 10 years old, 11, before I got that photo in the mag. So does that you mean know? you're smoking with those oh, guys? Oh, I'm smoking with Jay, Shogo, all of the guys at the marina with my dad. We're just, right. I'm rolling the joints, you know what I mean? It, it was just part of our culture. 70s yeah. was like all about, you know, weed back then. It was Thai stick and Sensamia. And yeah, yeah, skunk yeah. never even came in right. yet. Indica wasn't even around yet. Yeah, you're older, but not that much older. And I'm from the same kind of thing just in Australia, so... We had this, we were, weed was everywhere. Yeah, and, the, and just that whole generation was so different. You know what I mean? We had no one looking over our shoulders. Like now I'm, I'm a parent that, you know, takes care of my kids and yeah. guides them in this right way so that they don't end up in prison like I did, right? right? But you also have to allow them to make mistakes, to figure it out, to learn. Because yep. I learned probably more from my mistakes than I learned from any successful thing that I've ever done. And I think that that's something that, you know, just being open and transparent about your story, things you struggle with, the things you went through in life can really help a lot of people. And I share that with my kids, transparent, you know, so that they know that these are the things that happen. Repercussions happen with these choices that you make. Yep. And so for me, you know, now it's just such a trip. I was the opposite. You know, I grew up the opposite. My dad was totally open to whatever. We were like test kids, you know, uh -huh. during that time. Oh, with yeah. Parents. And you know what's crazy is his dad and my dad were the only dads at a contest. Yeah. Literally, the whole event was no family, just... Your dad ran contests as well, right? Just kids would get dropped off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but not Your in the early it. days, he didn't run them. He just would bring me, but but Ivan was there and... Well, soon, yeah. 1981, 82. I mean, they were started. down. Like, they were, they were down together. They were the only dads. And they were just like, yeah, hey. They were the only dads. And it's just so spectacular to see what happened with Tony and even myself. You know what I mean? How yeah. that kind of support encouragement and just you know being there for us put us on this like almost like confident place yeah. where we can we can like really go for it and not you know feel like we're being oppressed or right. we have to do this or that and they weren't even like this okay so you're gonna learn how many tricks today tony oh yeah they, they, they didn't even care they oh, would yeah. come bring us you want to stay here all day whatever yeah my, we're my, in the parking lot i'll pick you up and drop you a off harsher it was uh, uh, such a I such an amazing I, thing that it happened. People that say that turned out with my the son. Guys. They're like, "Is he going to be a skater?" I'm like, "He's going to be whatever he wants to be." And they're like, "You're not going to push him to be one." I'm like, "No, nah. I'm like, what? He if he wants it, he'll get it. And if he needs help, I'll give it to him. But I'm not like, how many? You know, like, have you been down there or even soccer? Like, he loves soccer. I'm like, go play soccer. Like, if you don't want to play soccer, don't play soccer. Like his mom sometimes gets on me for that. Like he said, he's sick. He doesn't want to play. Well, he made a commitment. So he's going, I'm like, okay, I guess we're going, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, I know <laughs> that conversation. Cause him and I yeah. were about to just check out and yeah. go to the beach, but somebody else calls a it shot. Is, it's, it's weird, weird though. I'm just now. happy to be here, Christian. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're going to soccer. Let's go everybody. Quick, quick, quick. Can't but the late. generation of our kids, it's more common that they do skate even just a little than not. Yeah, right? like it's not a weird thing. It's to not say. a weird thing. It's it's, it's more it's that it's weird skated. that they never did. Yeah, yeah. And it and I've seen your kids. They're all just 
they're nonstop. Mine too. They're just out. And, and it's almost like you can't, you, there's no way you're going to stop that. Yeah. I think that's the organic way. You know what I mean? We grew up with that kind of fathering and culture where we allow the person to be what they want to be. Not let's mold this kid into like the next, right. you know, thing, you know, we're, we're like, get Andre it. Agassi's you know dad I mean? did that, and, I, I believe. And I think that kind of, he like, did not have a fun life makes the uh, outcome organic, you know, if they want to skate. And so, but as a parent that skateboards, right. I'm sure he feels the same way when they're skating. You're like, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I was going to say, fun. Ooh, that's insane. Oh, that's incredible. Thank you, Jesus. Oh Do my you, gosh. He's doing, he's doing. And then, you know, they start going, you know, you're like, Oh, okay. Do anything you want, son. Yeah. Yeah. Have oh, fun. They, yeah. And you're like, just, they could, they could really, man, I, can't even do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony's probably doing the same thing. I can't even do that. It's funny. Our kids end up being street skaters too, right? Oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's where I was going to go. <laughs> I, remember, I remember the day that I knew Riley was better than me at street skating because we were <laughs> we were skating here. We used to have a different setup here, and there was a there was a little pyramid with like a curb ledge on top of it. And he's like, "Dad, um, how do you do a frontside kickflip to tail slide?" And I was like, "Riley, I'm honored that you asked me that." But I don't know. <laughs> I can't do that. And I then can show you. And then he goes and tries out. it and gets into it. And I was like, "That's how you do it." Hey. And then he learned it. And I was like, those "There, are, he's, there are, he's those gone." Those are proud moments, though, as a father. Yeah. I gotta you know, say, man, you're your both footsteps. excellent fathers. I feel like uh, as a dad watching you guys, uh, Tony makes more sense because Tony's dad, uh, like you're you 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 don't look. I'm sorry, dude. Smoking weed at ten, it's not a good start. That's not a that's not a good start. Someone should have said that's probably not a good idea. But to see where you're at now, like I feel like you guys are in the, you know, I'll follow like a bunch of people I don't know as well. You're your kids dad is around all the time, pushing them, helping them, encouraging them. Like you guys are super dads. I put you in that category <laughs> oh, of super dads because I know dads they love their kids, but they're not around. Like, dude, I video, your Instagram is just, I know what your kids are doing. <laughs> I know how good they are at skateboarding because I see the posts every day. Does it bother you that they don't skate vert? No, it not doesn't. It doesn't because, you know, Would you like I'm like it? an artist, right? And you want somebody to do what they want to do. Okay. You know what I mean? And so for me, of course, I want them to skate vert, do Christ airs and right. rocket airs and, you know, 540s I mean. up, flipped upside down and blast huge <laughs> methods <laughs> yeah, and tweak airs. That's all. There's your lean method, one foots. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank I mean, you, body Thank jars, you. of course, you know, because yes. I invented that maneuver, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> no, just kidding. Did you but, really? Yeah. You're welcome. But it's definitely something that, uh, you know, it really makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside I when bet, they just huh? skate anything. You know what I mean? Because that is the way of the skateboarder these days is yeah. everybody skates everything. But also you have the – I feel like there was a time there when you guys were 16 that there were some cement parks that were awesome and you were excited to get your parents to drive to them and ride. And I'm from a spot where they didn't have that. But then the next era, then they started building things where uh, – I think I was on the tail end. So when I came here, there were – you guys had vert ramps. Vert ramps available to skate. They were like Vision had one and some mm. people had them. Otherwise, it was a public one that was kind of shitty. But then the cement parks came and now they're everywhere. Like, I feel like if I went to Australia, I don't I haven't been there for so long, but I see video every now and then where I go, oh, 
is that in Melbourne? Like where I'm born? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, dude, you don't know about that? I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that giant cement skate park with vert bowls and snake runs. And I'm like, man, we had, I had, called it the Coke can. It was a vert ramp that was metal and it was three inches of vert. And I was like, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My but ramp. I think I think, ran, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my favorite ramp. I tell you, that's one of my favorite ramps on the planet. The old one, the, the silver old one? one. Yeah. Because wow. of the coping, because you could bonk? Everything. Like everything about it. Like how the tranny was, the coping was, the the texture of the ramp. Yeah. Like even the brick wall that you're skating yeah. next to, the building. Like they all, took it all that down. just had gone. this rad like vibe. Latimer Road in in England was another ramp that had just this vibe that was just you remembered that you know spectacular. But yeah, Prey Ran ramp that's your home I park. Think I saw. Yeah. I think I saw. No a, wonder a you're video. so good. Well, I, but that, that same one? thing. Like yeah. are, are the parks we skated, yes, they were they were they were famous and iconic. They weren't great, right? Yeah. Upland was super gnarly. I was gonna say crazy it. vert, super rough. Marina was pretty sick. Del Mar was kinked and and crazy, but we that's all we had. And we figured it out, and then we could go anywhere. Right, because if you master yeah, the yeah. dirt ramp that had perfect trannies, we were like, "This is amazing!" Yeah, but <laughs> like, but, but but perfect trannies, like perfect. But then Not going to Pran or or like Pizzy Park, which was yes. terrible. Yep, we could skate it because yeah. we skated shitty concrete of our whole lives. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, the appreciation just to skate anything back then was on a high meter versus like. Okay, we need this type of uh, oh please yeah uh, no kind of like you know um, ramp. They're like, here's the ramp, here's the bowl. We're like, sick, let's get it. We weren't even thinking because we were so happy to get together. That's one thing about skateboarding that I see a lot more today is that people like the Brazilians and people, even the Americans now, are like celebrating each other's skating time yeah, together. I noticed you that know, when the they're Olympics. doing like video parts, they're like. Fully, Vans videos are fully supporting each, and you could feel the celebration part of each trick versus just a banger trick after banger trick, and you know, great filming. I think there's an emotional side that comes to the the skateboarding that I have continued to skate for, not just for the picture in the mag, not for you know going to these events, not for doing demos, but for the getting together with your friends, feeling that vibe, pushing each other, talking smack to each other. Like, let's try this trick today. Because I remember right. as I grew up, that was how sessions were at my ramp. It was like, what are we doing today? Right. What's going to happen? What are you going to do? And we all know <laughs> each other's like, you know, level of skating. So we're always pushing each other past the mark right. so you that we're that. always right. sharpening each other. And it's always a heckle. It yeah. was never like, oh, yeah, let's work hard. Okay, yeah. we're going to jock it up today. No, we were yeah. hecklers. And, I've been and friends with Kerry Hart for like 20 years, and I don't think he's ever said one nice thing to me, ever. <laughs> and he's one of my best friends. This is how we talk to each other. What's up, fuckhead? You know what I mean? How's your day, shithead? I'm like, good, dickhead, kook. You know what I mean? Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's like, that's it. That's the conversation. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we still love each we're other. Cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember going to your ramp. I only, I only got to go once or twice, um, but it was, it was a fun vibe. Did you go? Yeah, yeah. I got stories. I remember I got a seeing- commercial with you guys, and then they took me out of the commercial because I didn't have a. Uh, I was Australian. The Frosty the Flakes, they're great commercial. I they know. filmed at your ramp, and I was and I got the gig. <laughs> I was out of town, and I couldn't do the commercial, dude. Oh, I that's why so you didn't get bummed. it. I Wait, and so they filmed bummed. it at your ramp. It was me scheduled to do it, and then I couldn't be there. I had to be like some out of town thing. I didn't do it. 
I did one with Chris Miller. No, it was Cilician. Oh, was Cilician in it or something like that? Steve Cilician. No, no, I can't. I yeah, I think my, so. He took but somebody my place. Okay. You know what I mean? But I had it, and it was thirty grand. And back then, that yeah. was that was. Yeah, I was. I'm so like, bummed. wait, Americans? <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm a millionaire. I'm going home to retire. Yep. And then they're like, wait, you're Australian? You don't have a green card uh, or a we SAG? Yeah, I give you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, national, is that bad? It was they're a like, national. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. National commercial. When what I, what I remember from your house though, your, I remember we uh, you showed me around your house. Your entire bedroom and closet was leather jackets, like covering the floors. All like I, I don't even know if you had any other clothes besides leather jackets. Well, it was definitely Jimmy's leather jackets and vests. I had like literally no shirts, vests stacked upon each other. 10 feet long in a closet in the master bedroom. <laughs> so right? did you just go shopping a lot? Oh, every day. And like uh, at expensive places or what kind of? For sure. Like down on Melrose, there was all these vintage stores. I'd get like motorcycle jackets from the 50s and stuff like that. Belts that are like 500 bucks. Like it was ridiculous. And were you what? making enough money I mean, to, to to buy stuff like that? Or were you kind of living at- I shoes and boots. I'd wear patent leather. I wore, I got a good story. I wore spurs to the club, like actual cowboy spurs on the back <laughs> of my patent leather cowboy boots with ripped Levi's, Mard Varks on, on Melrose, no shirt, vest on, long hair, rings on every finger, full on like coming into the club, like spurs. <laughs> I never seen anyone wear spurs at the club. And I was like, I'm going to be the first. Yeah. Bringing it to Hollywood. You're saying nobody jumped on that? That was just that was the, Well, that's the real reason why you do things. Did like I knew, I knew no one's going to wear spandex. Right. right. I was like, I'm doing this because no one's going to do it. They're like, man, Holmes is out, out yeah. of his mind. <laughs> He's crazy. That's dumb. You're like, bro, all my homies, I'm like, why didn't you like kind of like go, bro, it's a little bit, you know. I don't know. It's questionable. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? like, uh. And then looks a little workout. You know what I mean? But no one said a thing to me. They were like, dude, sick. And they're like, oh, I'm not putting them on. <laughs> no yeah, one's going to wear but it. But it was because you always could back it up with your skating, no matter what. So it was always like, oh, that's funny, but wow. Same kind of goal, though. Do what no one else what about do. What about your birthday party? That just came to me. Was 21st that your twenty first? Twenty first birthday. Wait, I love how I love how he knows the number of what what happened. Well, it's twenty one, so it's you know U.S. and yeah, it was Eka Mouse played at my birthday party. Uh, Walked out and sang happy birthday. It was a like it a was a, a full skate master like his own Lollapalooza. It was wild. Yeah. Where it was wild at the um the scream. Five hundred people showed up. Like you know, remember that the cool. club, the scream. It's at um the Parkview Plaza, right down near uh, MacArthur Park and all. Yeah. That. We went, I saw, I, I only saw you for a minute. Yeah, 3,500 people. <laughs> Multi-floors, it was incredible. <laughs> it was how do you, how do you, like, cause it seems like you were just all about going to nightclubs and living that life. For sure, dancing was like our main thing. Shooting pool, going dancing and skating What kind of dancing day. were you doing? Well, disco, hip hop, soul, Motown. Then it was like, you know, oldies you know 
And you would go to clubs that had like a, a, a dance floor for that kind of stuff. And it didn't like, you'd be like, oh, it's so-and-so night. I love that music. Well, we followed who we knew DJed, right? So there was a club every single night of the week. Okay. And then there was blues bars like the King King. So we would go to like the blues bars. They were tapped in. I mean, that, they yeah, were yeah. like, every they were running day, Hollywood. Another they were tapped place in. To go every day of the week was a different place. And we just rotated every night. So how long before that lifestyle chewed into your skateboarding ability well I, this is like probably so 80 say 8 i turned 21 yeah i'm now moving into like wc fields house i got my ramp in hollywood you know and everything are you pretty- buying all this with the money that you make from skateboarding yes yes fucking hell so and this is at 21 yeah yeah. That's so when you- I was making in when I was in I think ninth grade, two thousand a month, selling for a dollar a board, sell two thousand boards a month, my Sims model, right? So I'd go to school and I'd have like five hundred bucks in my pocket. I'm like, it's my money. She's like, it's your money. You can do whatever you want. My mom. I'm like, give me five hundred bucks. I'm taking it to school. And what'd you do with it? Go and spend it at whatever, eat, you know, kind of like what I do now. I take everyone out <laughs> yeah. to eat. You know what I mean? I've been doing this my whole life, you know, <laughs> taking care of my friends. But 88, you know I mean? yeah, same. I, that's when I moved to Fallbrook, mm-hmm. bought, built my big ramps and mm-hmm. d- d- just so, money was just flowing. Mm-hmm. But so, flowing out too, not just in, but flowing out. Mm-hmm. I spent as much money as I made. I'd make like twenty to 40000 a month and I'd spend it right. at just as fast. And... I was like, yeah, we're all going to Hawaii. Boom, let's go. Yeah, I did that a couple bang, times. Everyone too. leather jackets. <laughs> yeah. bang, so like, let's but then, go. So, so at one point, then it all dries up before you go to prison, right? Oh, this is like 10 years before. Right. So for 10 years, you ran what kind of a game where you got no money? Well, yeah. I was uh, back to square one, kind of like uh, trying to figure things out. And uh, Chicken and Kelly Belmar opened up their pools in Orange County, 1991. Yeah. I heard about it. Yeah. And Mickey Alba called me. There's these pools down in Orange County you got to check out. I was like, sounds sick. And the club scene in Hollywood, I was single at this moment. I was just out of my mind with a lot of drama going on. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go check it out. I went down Orange County and it was like such a sick little scene, like backyard pool skateboards were still not quite, you know, skinny and small wheels yet, baggy pants. And then we were having to wear copers at their pools at that time. And I was like, this is strange. Copers in a pool. Yeah. I was like, and they're like, yep, copers in the pool. I'm like, well, whatever. We're skating these perfect pools. And then I slowly, you know, because being single, you're kind of trying to find your identity in everything. And I was trying to find it in party girls, fame again that whole thing where you're the guy you know going out stroking your ego trying to figure things out and then street skating came in and that's when i started milk skateboard goods msg yeah and it was the upside down star trek logo with the m in it yeah that was with me and chicken and we got into sponsoring the new street kids so i picked up like ethan fowler it might be he might be up for focus but this was like jerron wilson richard Mulder. Um, Western Korea, all these little rippers that we were sponsoring for street, you know, and then Jose Cerdas and all the local Orange County kids that we sponsored as well. But we just got into, I thought I was going to be a businessman like Tony, 
he started doing birdhouse, you know, and I was like, okay, we're, we're doing this. We're like the new company owners yeah. that are going to sponsor this new generation. But I was still skating. I was still raging. If there was a contest, I was beating everyone on my team. I always, you know, kind of like was skating. That's why when I changed the name to tough skates right before that, and then the skate culture rising. So I did it with vision changed from Team Hasoy right. Santa yeah. Cruz to Tough Skates on Vision and then went to Skate Culture Rising with uh, Herbie Fletcher and Christian Fletcher. So you're trying to minute. find you're trying to find Well, we shit. were in a transition stage. Like right. no money's coming in, so we're Are having you, to recreate our identity again. Has it, I don't want to be too weird on it, but addiction-wise, is that are you pretty heavy into it about around that time? This is right before it. So after I moved to Orange County, all of a sudden, speed became a little bit more of like a kind of like a social drug. In Orange County. Versus when I was in L.A., we would go out to clubs, smoke weed, do ecstasy, and do coke until the coke ran out. And then all you're right. smoking crack, you know what I mean, yep. at the parties. I remember that. With all the, you know, your friends, the models, and the actors, and everyone yeah, well, I was Hollywood. just doing it with losers. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. And so, you know, when I moved down to Orange County, I tried speed. Okay. And I was like, this stuff is dope. Oh. Because it doesn't turn you into like this marshmallow like Coke does. And then you're just like, eh. and you now you got to therapy people because I was always a talkative person. Right. Whenever so, I now did. so I'm talking, and next thing you know, they turn into these just weirdos when they get on, you know, ecstasy and yeah. cocaine and crack. Right. You know, so, so now you're just like, up a lot. Well, not now sleeping. I just did a little though. I just snorted a little speed. And I was like going faster, going higher, doing Wait, you more. were doing it in skating? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was helping. Well, at first. At first. How long is that at first? first? Like a month? No, the first, you know, year, you know, I was just a little bit here and there. So it was only social. It wasn't every day, all day yeah. to where it became that in the mid-90s. Okay. When I started so smoking it and then I started eating it. I shot it for a little while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and that's, almost, when it, that's when it got kind of like my skateboarding was hindered. When you see me at these events now, I'm not progressing. I'm just showing up, doing a hire, and just trying to, you know, party, really. Right. I was just living that. That was like a like trip to party. Japan. Yeah. Even then, like, I was, like, pretty gnarly radical, just embracing the whole underground, you know, drug scene. Like, not afraid. Like I was crazy. In Japan, you were doing it. Oh yeah, in Japan, I stayed. Well, we in went. Japan. Yeah, we went to Japan for demos. It was uh, you, me, ninety-five, Wade Spire, the and next Omar was the next month. Yeah, and so yeah, the next game was the next month, and and there was a big push at the X Games that it was going to be like Christian and Tony are back, and oh, yeah. you know, for, but for a new audience. And so they did these profiles on us and I knew it was going to be, I didn't know how big it was to me, but I knew it was, you know, pretty significant. And then when we were there, uh, the, the distributor or the shop said, oh, do you, can you guys stay to do more demos? And I was like, no, I'm we're going to this event in Rhode Island, this ESPN event. And I, I'll never forget, you were like, bro, I'm here. Whatever you got, I'm, I'm here. So I had a bench warrant, right? Where? In, in California, I didn't. I didn't so know that. that. So would... I had a bench warrant, so I was already kind of like running from my uh, bail bondsman's oh, locally. Sh so I went to Japan, and now I'm like, I'm gonna fly back 
and I'm going to be going to the X Games. They're going to know where to find me at all these places. So that was the moment I'd never showed up to another public event, except for when I flew back six months later after spending three months in Japan, three months in Hawaii. I was just like staying as far away as, as long as I could until I had to face the music and come back. And now there's a vert demo at the trade show at uh, oh, ASR yeah. in San Diego. <laughs> story. Right? In San Diego, six months later, they're like, Christian, you missed the X Games. It was amazing. I'm like, shh. I don't need no stinking ex, but really I was running from all these, you know, legalities and I just played it off. But then their bail bondsmen were at the, ASR. At the ASR, 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 yeah. waiting for me, right. To show up. I fly in from Hawaii into San Diego. I get there. They're like, they're here. And I go, man, I wish I could skate the demo. And Duncan, I think Duncan was like, yeah. we'll just not say your name. I'll call you Holmes on the ramp. <laughs> Your name will be joking. Holmes. And, and I was like, <laughs> let's do it. They sat there, watched me do a demo named Holmes on the ramp, right? We're killing it. I'm blasting big, huge Benny Hanna's across the ramp. I'm like, dude, skateboarding feels amazing, right? And I'm just like thinking to myself, don't act like Holmes. Don't act like, you How know. Is that possible? And I get off and my booth is down there. And I stayed away from my booth. I'm oh, like, okay. if you... Aisles over. The one that say Christian Osoy all over. And somebody it? runs up to me and they're like, dude, they know you're here. There was a kid in the booth. They were sitting there and he's like, dude, Christian was ripping that demo. And they're like, what? Christian was here? They're like, yeah, you didn't see him on the ramp. And they're like, what? And all of a sudden they were like on full, like checking the whole place. Yeah. And then he saw it, came and told me. And I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm starting to walk to the door. I'm walking to the door acting like just hopefully nobody sees me and I'm getting, I'm almost to the like lobby doors. Right. And I'm going, and all of a sudden I feel somebody grab me. Like one of my friends just like grabs me. I go, bam, like literally exploded thinking it's them. And I looked at the guy. I can't even remember who it was. I just looked at him. I said, get away from me. And I kept going to the door and I just, I feel bad if that's you, bro, and you're watching. <laughs> I am sorry. I am sorry. He's like, that was me, that punk. I still can't believe you would do that. Oh, now but it kind of makes sense. I wouldn't outdoor, feel bad now. And I made it. And uh, that was the last public place that I ever showed up for. Wait a minute. So and you I was, made it I was out. Running from a. How much bail longer did you say? For five years, the next five years until I got arrested. Wait, I was you... running with a bench warrant. For five from years. From 95 all the way till. 2000 when I got arrested. So that's the kind of life I lived. I was like full Bonnie and Clyde kind of like living. And in those five years where you, you, you weren't sober, you were still on it, right? No, I did it every day. Right. Speed every single day. So you Crazy. go to jail and you get sober in jail. Yeah. And then in jail you find. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's when I opened up the Bible for the first time in prison. And it's so funny. I get there and I'm like, what happened to my life? How come he's not here? My friend, man, he's done so much more terrible stuff. I'm like trying to figure out why it's unfair for me to be in there. Yeah. Right. I'm doing the woe is me. Right. And then, you know, my girlfriend at the time saying, Hey Christian, you know what? God's going to help us get it through. And I was like, my name's Christian nicknamed Christ. I invented the Christ there. And I've never opened up a Bible. Right. And so I was like looking around and then there happens to be this OG Hawaiian dude who was in there for a long time. He's like, what you looking for? I go a Bible. And he goes, here, you can use mine. Cause there was none available. 
And I took it back to the room and I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, it's all worn out. He's got writings all in it. And I'm looking and I'm like, God, get me out of here. Get me bail. I'll never do drugs again. I sat there right before I read. I'm like, get me bail. I just want to go deal with my family, make things right. Come back. I'll do the time and I'll promise I'll speak to Kit. I did this whole like thing in my head. And Mm -hmm. then I started reading it. It was Genesis. I was like, Star Trek movie. What's that? Revelate. I couldn't get it. Psalms, Proverbs. I was like, what are these books? This is psycho. And it's all like numbers and columns and two columns of uh, uh, sentences with numbers behind them, scriptures, right? I was like, this book is crazy. It's like an index. I'd never read one word in it. Mm. And I finally got to Kings. Is that That's where I opened it. And I was like, okay, this must be cool. And it was when King David was about to die and he was charging his son Solomon saying, hey, if you'll follow the Lord all the days of your life, there'll always be a king on the throne and you're, it'll prosper you. And immediately the Holy Spirit spoke to me saying, this is true, Christian. And that's two chapters into my first opening of the Bible. How many days of reading it is this? First day. First day. This is like a few days into prison. So then you, that guy, I take it, like puts you, like you start asking more questions and people start helping you along that path. That night I just read so much because I was so enamored with it. I was like, how come I've never read this? It just let me ask you this. dawn on me. Could have you got speed in prison? Yeah, you can get anything you want in prison. So you were just like, no, I'm fucking getting sober and I'm getting my life together. But that was that radical, you know, mind change. Like I, I realized with the spiritual markers, just my name and the tricks, like my name on the cover of Thrasher, Christ. Inventing the Christ there in 85, I'm 2000. I've never read a Bible before, and I'm sitting there going, "This is nuts." At and what that, point? At what that's point? The crazy, you know. Did moment. you? Did, at what point did you realize there was a chance you could get out early? Well, that's the thing. I realized I couldn't get out, and that's what caused me to really think about what my life was about and why I was here. That was I just here to exist and be the best skateboarder in the world for a moment, enjoy life and do good as possible. And then, you know, die with some sort of, you know, eulogy saying, Hey, this was a great man. Or is there a greater purpose? Is there, is there a meaning? Is there an afterlife? That's a huge one for, for me. Cause I, I traveled the world 10 times over. I read Taoism books, Buddhism books. Cause Bruce Lee was my idol. When Wait, I was back then you read those books and you still hadn't for read sure. the Bible? Because I worshipped Bruce Lee since I was young. So whatever he did, I did. And philosophy was a part of my life with my father. If you know my dad, he was like, he's like that kind of like Yoda back when when I was young. He would always school all of us sitting down while we're smoking weed on things in life and what we're going to be doing and and the kind of inspiring things to cause us to want to be who we want to be. And so that really, you know, was a moment in my life where I was like, you know what? God, if you're real, show up that moment. It's like that one moment when everything hits you and you have this encounter. And I just remember all this like guilt, all the shame, all that hurt, all the pain kind of like washed off my shoulders at that very moment, literally. I mean, jail, just like a week. Hmm. And I could feel like, there was a new purpose for my life. It wasn't just to exist. Um, like 
supernaturally. And and let me get this right. You were under the impression that you were not getting out of prison. Well, when you... Like, how long until you find out that you might have a chance of, of getting out soon? Well, I walked in, you know, general population. I've never been in for anything. I don't have any issues with people. So I go into general population. They're like, Christian, so what's up? Right when I get there. Okay. Saw you on the news. Knew you were coming. I was like, whoa, what are you here for? He's like, murder. I'm like, sick. Yeah. All right. And he's like, yeah. I go, so what about my case? He goes, 10 years, bro. No worries. You'll be out of here and no problem. I'm like, how long are you doing? He's like, 140 years. Right. Life in prison. You'll be out in no time. I was like, well, that's kind of like a good way to look at things right now compared to his. <laughs> it eased my like 10 years, I thought, is life right. already. At 32, right. I was like, 10 years is like life in prison. Fair enough. And so all of a sudden, I was like, what is going on? And all those moments of like trying to process what kind of choices you made that got you there. Yeah. How could things be different? And I embraced that moment. And I just had to like dig deep. You know what so I mean? So how many years total did you do? Almost five years. So and four and, you know, like a half, three quarters. Anybody try and beat up Christian Osoi in prison? I didn't have any issues. Which, awesome. You know, Thank you that skateboarding is cool. You yeah. know what I mean, I, I knew it was cool. You know, grew but up in Venice. Think... All the homies thought it was cool. It, it's kind of like a rebellious kind of like lifestyle. Yeah. It's a survivor thing. It's kind of like gangs. Yeah. You have your, like, look at me and Tony's fans were like ganging up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So there's that, that seriousness about it that in prison, everybody was a fan. So I was like sick. The sheriffs were a fan. The COs were fans. All the gang members were fans. So I ended up getting, you know, pretty you know good you know it was a good trip and you stayed out of trouble obviously like you didn't piss anybody off so well, right from the get-go we were doing bible studies every after every dinner every night in county jail and all these people in, that are uh, doing bible, st bible studies with you are they not well, fucking crazy half of them were hawaiian inmates because there was 400 of us that had to be um we were at the san bernardino jail because there's no room at the county jail in Hawaii. Oh, so they would move shit. us from there and we were all housed here. And then if there was a court date, we would have to get flown back to Hawaii for our court date What's and flown back. So I was trying to figure out because I know, I know the day you got out, you went and skated in Hawaii, mm -hmm. right? So you, when you were released, you were released in Hawaii? Well, I was there. They were trying to give me another, well, they appealed my case. You know, I got 70 months under my case, it's a mandatory 120 months case, right? I had the mandatory minimum. Ten years. Oh, okay. Over my situation. Mm -hmm. So my judge, there was a case law in court for like a couple months that took away the mandatory minimums. And my judge loved me, my testimony. I already did the Thrasher interview, sharing my testimony. I've got people writing letters on my behalf. I'm speaking to I scared straight night. programs. I had six sheriffs write letters on my behalf saying this kid has changed. He's helping. It'll be better to be out than to be in. And this is probably a year and a half into my sentence. Oh, shit. Okay. So I've, I've already like did a lot of post-rehabilitation. What's that? It's like what happens after you mess up. What are you doing? Are you progressing? Post-rehabilitation is post-rehab. So, you have to so I did a whole bunch. I had a sheriff bring in his whole church because I'm now running Bible studies even 
inside there. Oh, shit. Okay. <clears throat> the sheriff would come in and sit in the Bible study with us. And it, it was a rad, rad time because I didn't grow up in church. So I didn't know how you're supposed to preach or read the Bible or how a church is ran. I didn't even think of that. I was just reading. You're the learning word and all this stuff, it. all this stuff in prison. On our and, own. and the whole time, I mean, I'm an addict. You didn't, you didn't think of like, did you have a, a sponsor? Are you doing NA in prison? Like, or are you just, you're now, um, you've given your, your life to the Lord and that's what's keeping you sober. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, I had this whole new mindset that, man, I can't wait to get out and share the love of Christ with people because so he turned it was, But when you, when you got out, were you tempted at all? No, no. Not at all. Because I know you could get not it in prison, but I'm just wondering if you, like, once you got out. Like all of a sudden I had this new identity. You know, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, all those who are in Christ are a new creation. Old things passed away, all things become new. So when I read that, I went, you mean I'm not that guy responsible no, I've forgiven you. All of a sudden, I wasn't that old guy anymore. I don't have to beat myself up over oh, my okay. old choices. All of yeah. a sudden, I had this newfound freedom to own who I am and to be the best I can be now yeah. and to do stuff to change the world that I lived in, and that's people. So right when that happened, six months into my sentence, I was on fire for God. It was changing my whole mindset, and I couldn't wait to get out, but I'm looking at 10 years. So for me, all I sat there and did was focus on my inner man and yeah. not the outer man, right. which I don't think I would have ever done out here. No. With all the distractions I. of life, I, I trip out on people who find like that, that ability to spend time in the Word of God, to spend time in prayer, to love to go to church, to want to hang out and talk about God. It's like so difficult in, in this society because you got to fit it into family time, work, uh, you got to fit it into, you know, friends, you know, hanging out. And so for me, that time was so probably pertinent for me to get to where right, I was Because you realize how important inside. it is to keep that for the rest of your life. Because if you don't have that. But you... it was just real. Like I can see when things are like kind of up here in their walk with God and it's just not down here. So it's almost like a ritualistic, religious kind of walk, right? Yeah. But then there's those that have been really touched by God, that their lives have been wrapped. They know they've been delivered and completely set free, for sure. Because I'd be, I'd be killing it right now. I mean, now. you know me, dude. Tearing people to pieces, high as a kite, running. I mean, I don't, I don't know about even, tearing people to pieces. I just uh, remember you high. There was, was some, a lot of collateral damage because of there. my addiction, and I was having fun. That's right, but you weren't it. fun to ha you weren't fun to be around. Well, if if it I like on, how he's disputing that. He thought he thought. Yeah, look, you, you know, might, you, you know. might have thought it, but <laughs> well, to somebody who's not into speed, for sure, it I'm, wasn't into saying. their there thing. But the, for the speed addicts and the drug dealers, you were great, and right. we were rock stars, right? You know what I mean? I'm just saying. I remember you before you went in, and as a person that's always looked up to you, I remember those last couple of times not being my favorite times to hang out with you, and then to see you come back yeah, and yeah. be. Uh, uh, even better than your best day when I knew you, because obviously yeah, I'm yeah. not Tony and I yeah. knew you coming up, but your attention, your focus to like being a friend, being uh, concerned about other people's lives, it's so apparent that you're here in yeah, the you're moment. Yeah, present, present, right. present. As, as opposed to what you were. So I've always thought that you and Stevie are the only two people, you know, I don't believe in that stuff, but I don't have a, I, 
you especially and Caballero are the two people where people have tried to sort of join me in bashing religion where I've gone, look, you can each to their own. Sure, what, what works for me, that's great. But I know two people personally where I, I God hasn't talked to me, but I'm fucking happy he talked to you, dude, because I was super sad what you were going to be. And now you're awesome. You're such a great dad and, a, and an inspiration to everybody. You're still skateboarding. Like, you're a great dude. And that person was almost yeah. dead thanks to drugs. Yeah. So if, if religion pulls you out, then fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I, I'm not fond of those days. But now I realize that, you know, if God can change a person like me, right? Yeah. That that's, that's a miracle, right? And that's when you have to question whether, like, you're like, hey, you know, Christian and Cab, well, maybe, you know what I mean? It's pretty convincing. They sure do believe it. Who's who's believing what what and what's believing who? So for me, I think that that's the authentic side of what we love, what we do, how we treat people, how much we care. And I think that's what's going to reach people like me reaching you to to say like check out what I'm into and me check out what you're into. I'm all for that. Like I've always been for that. And so for me that's how I share my faith with people and it's Always like it's got to be authentic and real. I can't stand posers. Never did. Right back in the day, it was a big deal for skateboarders. Why are you looking at me? Posers when he says that, <laughs> he was getting you. You to, know exactly. Yeah, what you I'm two were pointing oh, at us posers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, we I know how serious know that. that is, <laughs> and it's the same thing. Like you know, I think it's you got to be the real deal, or else it's just going to be phony and fake. Right. And that to me is what's going to either, you know be understood or not. And then it's a good conversation. Now we can have a great conversation. It's not an offense. I'm not over here trying to like sell you guys on what I have and you're not selling me on what you have, right. but we do. You can see how much we're passionate about I'm just everything like a, that we love. Are you happy? You know what I mean? Is yeah, everything good with your life? Then awesome. That's where I stand, you know? Oh, it's so great. It's so great to see you out, out it's, and about uh, and skating and the, the the reverence that people have to see you like yep. i see it from afar you know when, when we were in salt lake city and when we're doing stuff it, it it's so exciting and i do remember in those darker days when things were starting to be on the rise i said it many times to people i said christian should be here like he would love this i mean especially x games late 90s when it was like Dude, we're back. Vert is back. This is crazy. This is Christian's element right here, you know? And so I'm just so thankful that you're back. And I remember hearing all you guys talking like that, and that made a difference for me. It did. You know, especially after I got arrested, everybody was like, man, if you were here, things would be different. Man, we're just glad that you didn't die. Man, you know, we're stoked. You're not still on the street. You know what I mean? And, and to me, that made me a stronger person going through my affliction and trial and tribulation, huge. All them coming to, you know, my defense and supporting me during that time while I was in, because who knows what I was going to be like when I got out. Everybody was like, what's Holmes going to be like now that he's out? Right. You know, all of them were betting that I'd be back in the club raging again. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, it feels good to, to be able to be a man of your word, to have conviction to love your family and your friends and really what you do. Cause skateboarding to me is so precious, right? 
I can tell we love it. We're we're kind of like completely obsessed with it. That's pretty much you know? our show. Yeah, right. How <laughs> right? much we love like it. it, and it's our lives, <laughs> yeah. right? It's yes. our lives, and that's why the show is so just organically real. And every story, I think, is is genuine. It's right. not coming from a pretentious place. No, mm. no, and it's not being told for any reason that's going to benefit. Like I'm not. I don't have a plan in my pocket that this benefits me by having this conversation it's just this is what we are these are things that i've learned these are things i find entertaining hopefully you do too yeah that's the that's the, the show is you know but with skateboarding to me is up like as a guy that left and pursued another career and then came back to skateboarding like it i didn't go to school i didn't get an education i got an education from skateboarding and it was almost as good if not better because I I make good money and I have a really good job. Like it's a job that's not work. And you know they say that those are really good jobs when you get those. And yeah, skateboarding I mean, taught I said, me that. You know, if I could just skateboard for a living, I wouldn't have to work a day in my life because it's not working. You know what I mean? I yeah. said that young. I was like 14, turning pro. I wanted to turn pro at 12. I told Stacy Prelty, I want to turn pro. Stacy's like, Christian, it's not your time. I'm like, when will you turn me pro? He's like, two years. I go. I'm out. <laughs> I, I said, I'm leaving. You know Wait, what I mean? That's why I got in. Woo! Well, here. So he said the Tony's same thing to you. You like, yeah, I'll take that. Check it out. Tony's riding years. for Dogtown. I wasn't with asking Mike to Smith be pro. And Gator, right? They're riding for Dogtown. I'm riding for Bones Brigade with Ray Bones and Cab and McGill and, you know, Alan Gelfin. And then I'm like, I'm out. You know what? You're not going to do it. I went to Dogtown there. Yeah. Christian riding for, for a hot us. minute. It was, it, for it was a, a crazy hot team. Minute. And then he went to Bones Brigade. I went to Dogtown. Dogtown went out of business. Mike Smith was on and he was going to get his model and he shows up to Marina with like a Madrid model. He's a Christian. Dogtown went out of business. I just got a model from Madrid. And I was like, you're kidding me. I had my graphics. I'll show you my graphics. It's like, it's a yin and yang with samurai swords, Christian Hasoy model, samurai swords. My, my dad did with the cross on top of it that says Dogtown. It says Christian Hasoy model big old flash beam of light my dad did and it's all dogtown skates yeah. i can't wait to like get with jim like mirror and do like a reissue or something with it i was on dogtown as well just to try and hang out with you guys for a little bit i believe it was the end of my career as yeah, well that wasn't that wasn't that, that era yeah. <laughs> there were there were literally, literally four of us on the team and it, yeah. hey, was, i got i got the call he he mike smith told him i got the call from stacy peralta at home just like Hey, Tony, Stacey Prelton, like, what's up? I heard Dogtown went to business. I'm like, they did? That sucks. <laughs> uh, you didn't even know? No, because- But I, he was calling to kick you on the team? Yeah. So he really did. You left and he repla you replaced him. Just, I, I, I mean, mean, it, it yeah. was kind of like that, for sure. It was like that. And, uh, well- We're still here. How's this? <laughs> I, it took me two years to finally turn pro. So I turned pro at 14, but I went from Same. Dogtown. So now I'm at Dogtown. I'm like, sick, I'm going to have a Dogtown model. Shogo Kubo, Bob Biniak, Jim Muir, Paul Kinsey. I'm going to have a, a Dogtown model. And that went, boom, exploded. I'm like, dang. And Bowman was like, hey, Christian, take you to Tom Sims. I go to Tom Sims. I'm like, Tom Sims, what? 
pure juice, snake wheels, yeah. comp twos. I'm like, dude, this is insane. I went from Stacy Peralta to Dogtown now. I'm at Sims in his office. And he's like, yeah, we got a deal. You're going to turn pro for Sims. I'm like, sick. This is amazing. Doug DeMontmorency. What? I was like, Lonnie Toth. I'm oh, yeah. Doug DeMontmorency. Yeah. I was like, what? Are you kidding me right now? This is insane. Bowman. Bowman's like, yep, I told you. And then he sold the license to Brad Dorfman. And his sister was doing Mad Rat shorts at the time down in Costa Mesa. And I was like, of course, I'm going to get like jacked again. Right. <laughs> I think I was 13 turning 14 or like I just turned 14. And then I go down to meet Brad and he's like, hey, I'm like, how's it going? He's like, yep. So we're looking forward to doing your pro model. I was like, oh, sick. Right. He's like, I got the guy working on it. I'm going to show you next week. And then I pull up the next week and then he showed me the rising sunboard. Boom. And he goes, this is your model. I was like, that's sick. Yeah. I was like, that is a sick graphic right there. Yeah, it is. And it was like the launch of my career, but it was 14 instead of 12. I was like, man, I wanted to be young. Didn't happen. I wanted to be young. We yeah. were both 14, 14. We turned pro. Yeah. And Stacy, <laughs> I was like, Stacy, looking at him, he's like, two years. I wanted to, and all I could think of is, he said, two years, I'll turn you pro. So you were like, I was like, you know what? I would have been pro you could have stayed. On, on Powell, but, right. but immediately, you know, I was already on a journey. Yeah. I was going to say, you don't like, fit. Yeah, I you was never on did. a journey. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was almost like it was a good, it became this good uh, uh, um, almost culture of skateboarding the people from different groups, whether yeah. it was Southern California. It was Northern the California. Yeah, right. it really just made it, you know. Yeah, that was a good thing. That's too much. That's every single good vert dude in the oh, world. Oh yeah, on if the he was on team. pal, yeah. yeah. I remember I, I I got to go to Winchester around that time. I skated Winchester once, and I went with Cab, and Cab was the, the king of Winchester. And uh. the first thing he said to me, I just got on pal. First thing he, he goes, "What do you think about Christian leaving pal?" And I was like, I, "Did he? I don't, I don't, I don't know anything." You know, <laughs> in San Diego, I was like, "I don't know." He's like, "I think it was a big mistake." <laughs> of big, course. Okay. Like, like, okay. I don't know. It hasn't sure. changed at all. No. Like from when it 14 I, so right that there. That would have made Cab like 15. I was he's 12, 16, so 11. Okay. Yeah. Four years older than us. Yeah. Uh, so he's yeah. 57. Yeah. yeah so he was 16 at the time. Yeah. When he, I just, that, that's, that's what, like, I remembered that and skating the washboard at Winchester. Those are the only two things I remember, but it was sick. Cab advice. But Christian. It's always great. Uh, you're you you are a pioneer of so many things. We thank you for being here, and you are yeah, now man. the pioneer of having our longest podcast. <laughs> Sick, way longer than we've ever done before. Yeah. But I'm stoked. That so if it, it was a, a higher pioneer. contest, we'd be breaking records. That's what you would be. Yeah, I know. We would just be hanging whatever. Out. We're breaking records. <laughs> we'd be time, bailing time him. We'd be show. trying to bail him at that height, <laughs> kicking our board over the fence. Woo! It'd be like I've been in this fucking demo before. Like it's happened where you've done that, and I've gone fucking. Uh, yeah, not really, but okay. And then you're like, I'm like, he Japan Air was the second biggest air anyone's done besides this awesome. No, but but Japan Air, my knee would drop and they would they would mark the low the lowest part. <laughs> no. And I would never get no, it. Oh no, we 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 fought for that. I remember fighting for that because they would do that to me too with the method. So now your your lowest part of your body, yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. like, no, it's the board. And it was, oh, it was kind of like an argument. Yeah. Well, but he's obviously going to win anyway. It didn't matter. I was going to say, the yeah, lowest I mean, part is still going to get why, why am I? Why am I splitting hairs? Christian did the highest there air. There was a contest where Tony was the guy who went nine and a half feet. I've seen you and, both and do nine and a half feet. And I was like this. I was like this. 
Tony just went nine and a half. <laughs> and right. I had to beat him. I, w- I went 10. Right. right? Yeah. And beat him. But I was like, You better. Yeah. This is pressure right Good. now. Make him like, sweat. Thank you. Tony was so skinny. You're not getting away with it was fucking insane. nine and a half on this, Christian. It was insane. I need the full 10 feet. And if you're coming just, to my town, I, I need 10. I couldn't believe how high Tony went. I think it was, I can't even remember where it was. <sighs> oh. But it was insane. Okay. One last thing. You beat Sergi. You beat everybody. <laughs> I think you got second. I, I had, yeah, once in a while. Okay, once in a while, I'd get a good landing. Uh, and I could make it. Like, I, if I got a good landing, I could make the next wall. You know, a lot of people get say, good landings and they just blow up. You but got I could, 10 I could hold it together. I remember that. But this is funny. So we're at Mancha's at the, at the contest that happened a couple months ago. Yeah. Mancha's Ramp, the backyard B-team backyard blast. And Chris and I are the only, you and I, and who else? Tony Magnuson was there. Yeah, so there were four or five of us in the Legends Division, mm. which is already just exhausting. There's <laughs> only five of us and they got a half hour. So we're just- <laughs> Oh man, you got to keep yeah. taking rides. Yeah. We're yeah. already old. Yeah. No, cool. And then, uh, and then Duncan was like, why don't we see some doubles? Why don't you do some doubles, I? Duncan? No, between, between me and I. Us. No, and I know, we, I'm just trying but, to fuck But then we realized that we had never actually done doubles. Ever. 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 Yeah. And, Insane. But I got, Insane this moment. is funny. And so- He's looking at me. He's like, what do we do? I go, well, I don't know. You want to like, I could, I could go over you. And I'll never forget the look on your face was like, no. <laughs> you're not going over me. I, I don't know who yeah. you think you're talking to, but it's like, what, tr- what trick do you want to do that. under right. me? That's what I'm asking you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go over me. Yeah, well, no, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Immediately goes, Calm I'll down, do an alley-oop over your front side grind. I was like, all right, let's do it. And then we're like, okay, I'll do the." The opposite. We'll do the same. Yeah, thing we had a opposite. plan. So too, you know. But the reason I brought it up because this is here, got a photo of it, and it's still for sale. Yeah, there you go. this is a huge thing, guys. Right here. to support the skateboard project. Yeah, you know, it's goes to building skate parks. Tony's been doing this forever with the Tony Hawk Foundation. Now the skateboard project, right? Uh, skate park project. Skate park yeah, project. But uh, but and this was not supposed to be some pitch, but it's here. I love the story that we got to do this first time. This is documentation. We we signed 2,500 of these? 2,500. Yeah. So half the money goes to Skate Park Project and uh, TonyHawks.com. It's Get a it. huge pitch because you're part of helping all this And happen. this is the, the and, this is the one and done right here. You know, it's being, the only time we did this. Being a part of something like that is a blessing, Tony. Thank you for Thanks for your doing support. that because, you know, I definitely want to hopefully be the uh, ambassadors for the next generations coming up. And by doing these things, you feel like you're really part of, you know, creating the spaces where we grew up, a skate park. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, there incredible. are very few of us that got that, yes. Yes. that had that place yep. and that sense yep. of community and yep. that sense of yep. salvation. Yep. And and Safe you're area. one of them, but that was our home way from home. Yes. That's where we found yes. who we yes. were. So well, the so, cameras are on. Right. So I have to say thank you, both of you, for existing in my life and helping me decide uh, correctly on being a skateboarder for all my life. I really owe you both a lot. And it's my mom might get it. Like, look, mom, <laughs> you fucking podcast with Christian and Tony Hawk. Fuck yeah, man. Why me? It's awesome. Stays. So thank you, guys. Well, I appreciate thank you, it. Thank you, Jason. You've always been a... Uh, don't leave me kind. Thanks, buddy. You've always been kind. You've always been. I love so, you, dude. You're you're an so inspiration. You're a great and I guy. Appreciate that. Yeah, you know? I'm proud of you. Proud of Thank not you. just the '80s. I'm like you're a great man, great you're, father, all around great. Thank you, style, Thank dude. You. And you too, Tony. Thanks, buddy. Really, always respect. See you always. next week, everybody. Like and describe.
what Shopify says you can sell anywhere? Oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.